You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. We said concerning any land, it is not the physical, geographical land that is the issue. It is the people. It is the people. God is about people. Praise the Lord. God is about people. It's us that will determine what happens in the land. And I remember we also noted that the wicked and all that they're doing in our land is not because they overpowered God. It's because they have permission. It's because the environment has made it possible for them. Okay? Um, I don't know if you may have seen there was something about a conversation between, um, I think they said it was, um, uh, yes, Albert Einstein and his prof. You know, where they were arguing, he said, you can't see God, I want to believe in God. Anyway, the point he made further down is that darkness, you see, there's really nothing like darkness. Okay, you know why? Because if I were to lighten up everywhere, you wouldn't be able to find darkness. So darkness is actually the absence of light. You can't create darkness, you can only remove light. Praise God. Now, in the same way, talking about the challenges of our land, is because of the lack of righteousness in the land, lack of justice in the land. That is what is creating all these things. And why it's good is that these are not things that you wait when you become a senator to do. You can start it where you are. Create a haven around you. Praise the Lord. Make your environment an environment of righteousness and justice. Praise the Lord. Your dealings with your colleagues, your dealings with your juniors, your uh, domestic staff, and all of that. Let it be that when you are measured, they can say heaven can put their foot here. That's what we are learning. Praise the Lord. You go home, maybe you have a business, you have five people working with you. In that business, create a heaven of righteousness and justice. Pay them their dues. Praise the Lord. Honor them as people who are working with. Be considerate of them. Don't overburden them. You know, okay, I share this testimony so it will help us. For a long time, you know, we've had our clothes washed by hand. You know, and after some time, the Lord started ministering to me that this thing, haven't you heard of washing machine? Now, I bought washing machine before. It's in the boys' quarters, the same place we had the washing For some reason, different, but I don't know, stole all the pieces, so it's not being used. So they're washing by hand. And then he just said to me, if you were the washerman, what would you want your guy to do? He said, let him buy washing machine. You know what? I went and bought washing machine. Because who knows, I might be washerman tomorrow. But there's someone who says, ah. And when I was agreeing to go and buy, I thought the last one I bought was about 50,000. I bought it 50,000. I'm talking of 2005. You know, when we just moved into the house. So I, I budgeted 50,000. I was already making noise that I'm going to buy it. Don't worry, I'm going to buy a washing. When I went to the place, I was seeing the price. Hey, Chai. <laughs> I wanted to backslide. <laughs> you understand? So, so you have people, are, are you equipping them? Are you making it as easy, as comfortable? You see, th- those are the things we lack in Nigeria. People are not considerate of other people. Now, the thing is this, injustice is like a building block. If there is one here, the other one on top will be solid, the other one on top, and it keeps going. 
It keeps going. It keeps going. It keeps going. And when it's entrenched, it becomes a stronghold. You can't shift it. No matter what you say, nobody will hear you. Some of us, what you're paying your staff and what you can afford to pay. Now, there are cases where it's better off you're paying them that because they don't have an option. Praise God. But there are some that you can afford to pay them much better. But your only argument is that, ah, hey, let them go to ministry now. Do you understand? No, don't compare them with ministry. Compare them with the goodness of your God. Compare them with the grace God has given to you. You understand what I'm saying? Okay? So, so, so these are some of the things that, that are foundations. And you create your own heaven. You're just doing it. I'm not saying become unreasonable so your business falls. But just be reasonable. So that your prayers won't be hindered. Let them know that this, their boss, is a believer. Praise God. No, don't, don't be slack. You know, because it's that slackness that is also affecting our productivity as Christians. People take advantage. If you're a believer here, if you need to sack somebody, sack the person already. You know why? If the person you sack shouldn't be sacked, eh? God will provide him another job. Alternatively, he might need to be sacked to learn some discipline. Then when he gets another job, he'll be better. You know Paul himself said, deliver somebody to Satan. For the buffeting of his body, so that what will happen? So that his soul will be saved. So you're condoning some people, you're not actually helping. You're actually doing the same thing Nigeria is doing, allowing mediocrity. So if you need, but be, you see, be in your heart, do the right thing. So that when it comes on top of you, you can say, I'm reaping what I sowed, and it's not bad. Praise the Lord. Okay, praise God. So, okay, yes, we're talking about the land. So Nigeria is not in the hands of the wicked. Nigeria is still in the hands of God. And what we're looking for is to count so that when heaven looks at this country, for your sake, he will do something for us. Praise the Lord. For your sake. We are too many here now. On Sunday, we counted one, two, three, six. And to how many? We are too many. And heaven is counting on you. Praise God. Praise the Lord, somebody. Okay, quite a few things. I don't even know which one to jump and which one to touch. Let's just do a bit of review of the Psalms because we are talking about this righteousness. Let's touch a bit of it. So let's look at Psalm 24 again. We'll run through it as we start. Psalm 24 says, I read from verse 1, The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. He said, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who may stand in his holy place? Can you see? There's access. Okay? There's a place where we should have access to. And it says, who is this person? Verse 4. Let's read it together. He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. He says, he shall receive blessing from the Lord, and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is what we need in Nigeria. Because verse 1 says the earth is the Lord's. You see, in law, if you commit an offense, maybe somebody slaps you, and then uh, you slap the person back. Is it a, an excuse in law that he slapped me? No. Assault, what do you do? You report the person. Praise God. So we need people that will have access to heaven. And if, if you come back to the other psalm we looked at, Psalm 15, I think it captured it more. 
I want to touch something on that Psalm 15 briefly because I was somewhere recently and, and I just saw that we really have, you know, a long way to go. Psalm 15 verse 1. It says, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? Can you say these Psalms are saying the same thing? He's saying, Lord, who will have access to you? Who will have access to you? Who will have access? Thank God we are Nigerians. Those who have access to the president or to ministers in Nigeria, you know they don't do any other job. Their business is that access. <laughs> Hallelujah. They don't build roads. They don't, they have, that's their business. You know, because they can take you to see your guy. That's all. We are talking about people who now have what? Access to the most high God. Don't you want to be there? Say, so I want to be there. Praise God. So it says, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? Two says, he who walks what? Uprightly. And walks what? And speaks the truth to him. He who does not backbite, nor does evil to his, nor does he take a reproach against his. Can you see all these things? Imagine if you knew somebody who had all these qualities. Even if he, whatever he was, you'll be endeared to him, isn't it? Now, these are the things that make us Christians. We've been carried away with this confession, quote, you know, declare, without any fruit. People are just making noise, stickers everywhere, you know, speaking empty words. Bless you. How are you? I'm blessed and highly favored. Happy new month, the month of, you know, I mean, without life, no life to back it up. You can't even use their word to wait at the bus stop. They won't come, you know. But this is what the word of God is saying. You know, praise God. This is what it means to be a Christian. Look at verse 4. In whose eyes a vile person is what? Is despised. But he honors those who fear the Lord. I'm going to come back there. He who swears to his own heart and does not what? Change. Integrity. Integrity. People of integrity are like sweet perfumes. I mean, as we are talking about this, if you know any person of integrity, and you know, unfortunately in our climb, they don't become very rich. I was learning about one of the, you know, wealthiest men we have in Nigeria. And they said this guy is owing about, is it 300 billion naira? Some of us may know him. He's from my area, from Unew. I'm giving more information. You know, and he's being called a big man. How can you be a big man? You're owing 300 of Nigerians' money. Do you get what I'm saying? Praise God. So, so it says they swear to their own heart and don't change. They do what they promise to do. Five says he who does not put out his money at usual. This is talking simply about not being greedy for money. In whatever you know, form you look at, not being greedy for money. Life is not all about money. You see, I pray that all of us will make money, plenty money. But I tell you, I've had seasons in my life where I will get money like this and I will stay awake planning what to do with it. Let me tell you something. This man you're looking at, God has, I've seen money. There was a time I was sorry that when they stole my car, I was happy. Because I wanted to change car, but I was thinking if I change this car now, they say, this small boy, you're changing car too much. So when they stole my car, people were saying sorry in my mind. I said, they don't know. <laughs> ah, they don't know. Unfortunately, fortunately for me, unfortunately, the next day they found the car. I'm telling you the truth. I, I said, yes, now, if I buy the, the, you know, the car I wanted to buy, it will be that day. But before, if I just bought it, they say, ah, ah. Do you understand? But money means nothing. 
I'm telling you, money doesn't satisfy. It does not. It has never. It has never. The blessings of the Lord is what satisfies. When you have the peace of God. Now, lack of money can create problems which God also will help you solve. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. Praise the Lord, somebody. So don't get me wrong. We'll prosper. But don't make a desire for it the sole thing. And don't make judgments based on it. Many of us say, don't make friends because of money. Don't make friends, not even just because of, because of people's positions. Don't do that. You offend God because God sees all of it. You go to your high school reunion and your very tight friend when you were in school, you just find out that the guy is a, a civil servant in ministry of agri in Kogi. <laughs> then the one that was never your friend, you never liked his gods. The guy is flowing in money. All of a sudden, you're just hanging around him. God won't be happy with you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because you have just changed because of money, because of, you know, the things of this world. Christians don't do that. Are you getting what I'm saying? So he said, no, does it take a bribe? He who does this thing shall. But verse 4, let me just touch verse 4 briefly before we leave it. It says, in whose eyes a vile person is what? Despised. This is a culture, you know, a mindset that makes a society successful. You see, when I was younger in Nigeria, at least from where I come from, in the Igbo area, if you were rich and they couldn't trace the source of your money, nobody had respect for you. In fact, being rich without explanation was more like a curse. You just, you see, you see the people, they are moving like lepers everywhere. If they wanted to call rich people, Pastor Nath, they say Pastor Nath is a billionaire. They say he's the one that deals in timber. They say Pastor Lord. Pastor Lord is a billionaire. He's the importer and exporter of uh, motorcycles. You see, they will say what you do. But now, what you do, who wants to know? Is what you have. When they call you, they say he's driving the latest Bentley. When they call you, they say, have you seen his house? Now, such people now begin to gain admiration. Whereas everybody knows that vow. The Christian must despise a vow person. Praise God. When we're burying, you know, one of my parents, I can't remember. One of the very popular Igbo men, you know, came. You know, family friend, we're very close, you know. Before he, you know, got into government and people stood up. I was so angry. Say, how can you stand up for this man? It's our money he's stealing. Do you understand? I was very angry. But everybody was happy that he came because when he comes, he comes with an entourage and he's dashing people money. And my heart was bleeding. You know why? Because the spirit of God is inside of me. Now, imagine a pastor, you know, where they celebrate such people. What do you think the congregants will do? We confuse them. We twist them. And that's what our society has become. So you say, what car does he drive? And you give him respect based on what car. Who cares what car? Listen, anything that can be gotten illegally should not get your respect. Do you understand what I'm saying? Even today now, academic titles are being stolen. So now, next time when somebody says, I'm prof, I'll say, wait, let, okay, let me give you a test. Do you understand? That, that is what has killed our society. Vile persons are no longer despised, both on top and below. You know, someone invited me to, you know, pray at this program. You know, he was made a son, you know, some time ago and invited me to pray. You know, maybe he didn't know me very well. <laughs> so when I got there, I looked to my left 
I looked, I saw those people. When I got up, I told them that the first job of the pastor is not to tell God what they want. It's to tell them what God is saying. And I said, prayers don't work for the wicked. Because God is angry. Do you understand? Yes. And I said to the new son, I said, listen, this thing you're getting, make sure that you're going to commit to God that you will stand for right or justice. You won't pick cases. I mean, this is truth. Praise God. You know, someone could have gone down when he saw big men, he'll say, well, the Lord says, all your enemies. I mean, what nonsense. In whose eyes a vile person is what? Despised. And what's the next line? It says, but he honors those who fear the Lord. Brethren, do you know that if there was honor for those who fear the Lord in Nigeria, that alone, if the church brought in that culture, we wouldn't be where we are. That alone, that you see this policeman, everybody knows that he doesn't take breath. The church, they invite him for programs. When he comes, they sit him in front. You see that principal or that teacher. You see that if that honor was, if that was all we brought as church, we wouldn't be where we are. But I told you how I read in the paper that ordinary, um, what was this boy? Um, Faz. Faz was saying he doesn't go to church. He said the reason he doesn't go to church is that when he decided to go, he was sitting JJ, and then the pastor called him and said, let's appreciate Faz. In church, come, come and address the church. Do you understand? What, what are you saying? How would they respect you? You know, but these things are being done because of the pressures. They want money. They want it to be that celebrity attends their church so that the other people can come. The whole thing is tied though. Let me tell you why I can say some of these things I say. I don't know the number of people in this church. They may count to, I don't know, I don't care. That's the truth. The day I start caring and wondering about it, ah, if celebrity comes now, you show him so that you put on social media. My church, celebrity, they come there, so therefore, come. That's, you see. As long, you see, mouths are big rats where they fast. Trap, no, they catch them. You won't catch it. Dead to the world. When I own, I don't care. Praise the Lord. So these are some of the things. And this is what we must begin to introduce anywhere we are. Let men know that this, this, is the, this, this brings the light to our environment. You know, you're going to have problems talking like this. So because anywhere you are, you know, you'll just be arguing with people. Someone say, ah, that guy is very cool. He's very, you know, I was having an argument with somebody recently. And he was saying, ah, this person worked hard for his money. I say, has he worked harder than the laborers? I mean, these are some of the things that we must bring. We, we must factor God into everything. You know, somebody's flaunting money and, and you say he worked hard. Worked hard? Do you, have you seen hard workers? Hard workers don't have Facebook accounts. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? What are you? You worked hard. God favored you and, you know, you wrote a few letters. Eh? They, they wanted to do a deal. They say, we're looking for an Ebony man. They bring you. They give you 15% ownership, and then you become a below. Because of that, you worked hard. Eh? No, now. Praise the Lord. So we live before God, and we must draw down his presence anywhere we are. That's what transforms a society. Now, it, does it mean that we won't enjoy the good things of life? No, but we will enjoy it in the light of God. 
In the measurement of God. Anybody who comes in contact with you must go out and say, wow, God is awesome. Not you are awesome. Ah, the goodness of God. Praise the Lord. Quickly come with me to Revelation 12. Revelation 12, 12, and um, we'll see from verse 7. But if we don't get anything here, let's get that God is looking to us. Praise the Lord. 7 says, And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil, and Satan, who deceives the whole world, he was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God, day and night, has been cast down. Verse 11, let's read that together, everybody. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Praise the Lord. Okay. Brethren, the devil is a defeated foe. And the remaining pockets or whatever is defeatable. Three things were told there. The blood of the lamb talks about the covenant. You're born again. The blood has been spoken over you. Praise the Lord. The blood makes all the difference. We are not going into this war. We are not Christians by our power. All these things we are learning... We're not learning it so that we can go and build up muscles to do it. We are learning it because there are things that have been given to us. It's like you reading the manual and seeing the futures of the product you just bought. Are you getting it? They're not saying you should go and add them. These are the things that are there. And by the blood you and I have been sealed in this new life. Praise the Lord. This is the blood that has brought us in. And it says, with this blood, they overcame him. Okay. And we saw the demonstration in Egypt with the children of Israel. How the blood, without any further effort, made a difference. But that's not where we're going to stand today. The second one says by what? The word of their testimony. Very important. Now, in as much as we are saying it's not just confession, confession is important. Praise the Lord. You see, because I cannot ask you, what's your name, sir? What is your name, sir? What is your name? Can you see? You know why? His name is Julius. Now, no matter the screaming and harassment, what's his name? Julius. Now, the word of God is your testimony. No matter what is happening around you, what do you repeat? What the word says. What the word says. No matter the shaking, what the word says is truth. Praise God. They wake you up in the night. What is your answer? What the word of God says. You don't look like what he says, but what does the word say? It still says what he says. So in that sense, those who say I'm blessed and highly favored, they're not wrong in that sense. But you see, it's the word of your testimony. So you don't just speak and leave the testimony outside. Are you getting me? If I'm saying I'm blessed and highly favored, then the same word of God says, if you ask me for my waistcoat, I should give you my coat. Are you following me? You must follow it truly. The word is, the, the, the Bible says that the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword, isn't it? So the word of God, as I'm using it this way, I should also be using it to touch some areas in my body. So the problem is when I use the word only for external things and I don't use it internally. 
So we have the word of God with us to answer. And that was what the Lord Jesus used against the devil. Everything he said, what did Jesus answer him with? The word of God. It is written. It is written. So what is written concerning you? What is our covenant? What does the promise say? What does the future hold? Who are we? Praise God. I'm a child of God. I'm royalty. I'm born again. I have the spirit of God. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, isn't it? No weapon formed against me shall. Now, all these are there and you must hold on to them. It's the second thing they overcame with, isn't it? They said, and overcame by what? The blood of Jesus, the shed blood, the word of their testimony. Now, read the last one for me. And they did not. Praise the Lord. This is where the problem comes. You see, this is where the problem comes. Not loving their lives to death is the activator of this whole thing. Okay, let's take a very beautiful illustration. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were covenant people. You remember? They refused to defile themselves with the king's delicacy. And even though they were eating a substandard meal, they were what? Fresher and fatter in appearance. So we saw the covenant working. Next thing was this. When the king said to them, you must bow, you must bow, you must bow. What did they say? They didn't get agitated. Calmly, O king, live forever. But concerning this image, no, I'm a Christian. I will not bow. As the king was raging, what did they say? King, we're not careful to answer you. Just know that what? That's the word of their testimony. They didn't shift. He said, king, let it be known to you that we will not bow. No matter what you do. When the king threatened to put them in the fire, did they say, um, king, we didn't really mean what we were saying. We, were just, uh, we just wanted to see, you know. No, no, they, they maintained. But you now know that God see that they had used two bullets and the enemy was still standing. There was another bullet that they needed to use. The one of what? Not loving their lives. So when they were being brought close to the fiery furnace, they could have said, I beg. Holy day, isn't it? And then they will go back and they will say God failed them, isn't it? They will say they don't know what happened here. But because these ones were ready to die in support of the blood of the covenant or in loyalty and standing on the word of their testimony, where there is problem is if I claim born again, I claim that heaven is my home. I claim that God is my inheritance. I claim all of that. And when it's time to now, now I lay your life down for this thing. He said, I tell you, I don't ready. That's where the problem is. So the Bible says they did not love their lives. You know why? Because the enemy missed something. When he took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fairy furnace, three went in. How many came out? You know why? Brethren, let me show you a principle in scripture and we round up now. John 12, everybody, open to it in your Bible so you can mark it. John 12, John 12, 23. I wish I had time, I would have given you a bit of background to it, but we, we don't have all that time. John 12, 23, the Bible says, But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and what? And dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, what will happen? It produces much grain. He who loves his life will do what? And he who hates his life in this world will do what? Keep it for eternal life. Jesus here set a principle. He said this is how you activate multiplication. 
that you allow yourself. He's not saying commit suicide. Praise the Lord. He's not saying go and just kill yourself. No. He's saying if need be. That scripture says, did not love their lives to the death. So when your faith now brings you face to face where a decision of loss a decision that you take that can cost you much comes to place. You should count it well. If that is it, let it be. But what does our Lord Jesus Christ say? He said, if you do that, you won't actually lose your life. If you do that, you won't actually do what? Lose your life. And he set himself as an example. When they were calling him, if you are the son of God, come down and save yourself. Did he do that? He did it. Did they kill him? They killed him. Was he buried? He was buried. But what happened? Three days later. Three days later. Brethren, that is the foundation of Christianity. When we say cross in Christianity, we are not referring to an artifact. We are referring to that decision to say, well, you know. Listen, who, who told you that I don't want to be a very popular pastor? Who told you that? Who told you that I, I, I don't want to be a billionaire? Who told you that? Do you understand? Do you know how good it will feel? You preach and then the mic is carrying your voice. Before the hall is finished, they've gotten to Guarimpa. Wah, wah, wah. Praise the Lord, Guarimpa. They praise the Who told you that? But you see, you don't go for, you don't start from there. Do you understand? You don't make it an aim. You don't love your life. There's only one person to love. He's the captain of your salvation. If in his plan, he decides that you will end up nobody knowing you, as long as you hear from him, well done. Are you not a champion? If in his plan, he decides that, well, I want to use you and send you to the ends of the earth. L- listen, I, I don't know. I, they are mature Christians. L- let me help you. There are tricks people use to help themselves. Don't do it. You see, scheming and faith don't go together. And make too many Christians are schemers. Lose your life for the sake of truth. Lose your life, lose your privileges for the sake of doing God's will. And then let your reward, let your position be out of the resurrection power come into effect. Praise the Lord. When you say you believe in resurrection, it means that if I forgo something in obedience to Christ, then I trust that if that thing is for me, God will do what? Will bring it back. Good measure. Press down. And shaking together. Let's rise on our feet. That's what pulls down the enemy. Men and women. Boys and girls. Refusing to love their lives. You see, you confuse him. Because when he plans everything, he plans it that, ah, ah, no human being. He will want to have it this way. But you come and you say, ah. Somebody here, you're having misunderstanding with your spouse. And you're, you're very right. Praise God. And the normal thing is that your spouse should come and apologize. Isn't it? Because you're very right. Okay? But the Spirit of God says, go and apologize. Uh-uh. Which court does the guilty plead for leniency? But you see, he say he that what? Falls to the ground and dies will what? Bear much fruit. You're, you're, you're the right person. But you can't say, honey, I'm really sorry. You know, uh, everything that happened, please just forgive me. And then your, your husband, who used to be a beast, you go to sleep. The man goes outside and starts walking around. What kind of beast am I? After all I did to this woman, she's the one coming to apologize to me. He said, Lord, I don't want to be a beast again. You, you, see, you, you, you see change in a way that only God can. 
But you see, we want to be Christians, but we want to live at the level of the world. You feel the man is wrong. You're wrong. You hold him by the neck. It doesn't work that way. How many want resurrection power? Is activated when you fall to the ground and die. Let's receive the grace. The blood has been shed for us. The word has been given to us. Tonight, let's receive the grace to fall to the ground when necessary. When necessary. When necessary. In the office. In the family. Maybe amongst your in-laws. Everybody is wrong. They are treating you badly. But tonight, you want resurrection power to work on your behalf. I'm telling you, receive the grace to fall to the ground. Receive the grace to fall to the ground. Because Jesus said, if that grain of wheat falls to the ground, it will not remain alone. It will bring forth multiple fruit. Tonight, we are praying for us as a nation. And we're saying, Lord, individually and collectively, Everywhere Christians are found in this nation. Help us, oh Lord, to be men and women in our different positions as businessmen, as artisans, as professionals. Let us be people that will fall to the ground for the sake of our faith and for the sake of this nation so that much fruit can come forth, so that progress can come forth. We said America, people paid the price. People laid their lives down. People took this Christianity to the extreme. Today we're saying in Nigeria, who can we find? What name can you mention? And saying for this nation to move forward, Mr. So-so-so or Mrs. So-so-so laid her opportunity down, refused to be, you know, to, to, to be compromised in what world and lost this. But see what God has brought out of it. Tonight we're saying, Lord, look at your church. We are presenting ourselves. Make us instruments, O Lord. Vessels of your deliverance. And for your kingdom, O Lord. You said unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and that it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. We want to produce much. We want to produce much. We want to be effective. We want to bring results. We want to walk in the resurrection power. Lord, we have seen the scripture. We have read of men like Joseph. We have read of men like Daniel. We have read of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We have read of Moses, O oh Lord. Lord, help us, O oh Lord. Ask the Lord to help you, O oh Lord. In that place where you are today, today. That decision that you made to make. Lord, help me. Maybe somebody's doing business with someone. And things have gone in a particular way. Go to the person. Tell him, okay. Take the money. Take whatever you want. Give me what is left. And the moment you're living there, God will give you a business idea that will make you a multi-millionaire because you allowed it to go. Lord, let me put my faith in you. Let me put my trust in you. I lift up my eyes. I lift up my eyes. I lift up my eyes. That was what Abraham did with Lord. He said to Lord, choose. Who knows if he had been Abraham that was in Sodom? Who knows what would have happened? Tonight, Lord, we ask, help us, O oh Lord. We are your believers. The devil must be defeated. The blood has been shed. The word has been established. Help me. That is the only variable thing in that combination. The blood of the lamb is there. The word of his testimony is there. But not loving my life to death 
is the only one remaining. Tonight I receive the grace. Tonight we receive the grace. Individually and collectively. Of people who are ever ready. That their lives may be laid down. That the gospel, the name of Jesus may be lifted high. Let's begin to thank him. Because there is grace. There is grace. Not by power, not by might. I want you to thank him for grace. Grace is God's help. God's enablement in the moment of decision helping you to be what he created you to be God has expectations on you his grace is the ability to meet that expectation either to overcome either to resist we receive that grace with gratitude let's thank him for grace thank him for grace thank him for grace and let's receive grace for believers in this nation everywhere somebody claims to be a Christian a genuine Christian in this nation will receive grace that they will overcome by the blood of the Lamb by the word of test of their testament and that they have grace not to love their lives even unto death we receive it O Lord that the enemy of this nation and the enemies of this nation may be rooted out may be rooted out our God is omnipotent that's where we started our God is omniscient and God is only present. This is what it requires of us. Make your life available to me. And I will use you. And I will use you. Tonight we are saying thank you. Tonight we are saying thank you. We know there will be a change in our country. Because you will find men and women, young and old, that you will use for your glory. That you will use for your glory. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you our Father. Thank you, our God. Listen, brethren, God has great plans for you. I want you to know that. That's why you're hearing these things you're hearing. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for everyone here and everyone who may be listening online. You know, our Lord Jesus was very clear. He said it's unless, unless this grain falls, he didn't say it will die. He said it will abide alone. Praise the Lord. So he didn't say it will die. If he remains, if he struggles to keep standing, he will just keep standing. But it will be just one grain. Compare one grain with what it produces when he's died and grown. I want to pray for you. Lift up your hands. Father, let the height, let that height you have determined for your children to experience. Let that thing written about them in your book. Let that mighty plan that you have for this one. Some cannot see it. Some can feel it. Some can sense it. And for that reason, a prize is being demanded of them. But Lord, for where you have prepared for them, the prize and the cost is nothing. So tonight I pray for grace. I pray for much grace. I pray for abounding grace. That in the hours of trial, these ones will be helped. These ones will be helped. Your word says, Lord, that the hands of Joseph were made strong by the arms of the Almighty. Lord, uphold these ones, O oh Lord. By their arms, uphold them. Let them be able to accomplish what they should do. And let the future you prepare for them, let it become manifest. Thank you, O oh Lord. Thank you, our Father. 
we pray for the Father's church. You know the reason why you set us up. By power, we cannot do it. By might, we cannot do it. But by your spirit. By your spirit, we say, work your work, O oh Lord. Revive your work in us, O oh Lord. Even now, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's thank the Lord for he has heard us. Let's appreciate him for he has answered us. Lord, we'll give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Let's celebrate him. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.com. God bless you.